Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call? Is it true that you are thinking of me? It's amazing Who am I that you are mindful of me That you hear me when I call Is it true that you are thinking of me How you love me It's amazing Friend. 
<laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we want to welcome everyone in person and online, remembering to acknowledge the visitors. Do we have any visitors in the room today? Okay, well, if we do have some online, we welcome you and we welcome you to attend in person. You will love our, our loving service. Thank you, thank you. We are having, as usual, when we have beautiful weather in Michigan, our fellowship gathering. It will be a brief fellowship gathering after service today in the church backyard. So please join us if you have time. On Monday, we have our Zoom house party tomorrow at 1 p.m. We resume our critical conversation Zoom meetings tomorrow evening. Excuse me? Oh, okay. So that's okay. I'm going to walk it back. Okay? You guys will let me do that, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so next week, we resume our critical conversation Zoom meetings, and those are at 7 to 8.30, which will be on the second and the fourth Monday of the month from 7 to 8.30. Feel free to invite others to join. It is a beautiful, enlightening, and loving experience. Okay? Our Bible study class is Wednesday at 1 p.m. on Zoom. And Wednesday meditation service is at 7 p.m. on Zoom and in person. So yay, we're doing in-person stuff. That's just wonderful. Our family trivia game night is this Saturday, September 25th on Zoom at 7 p.m. hosted by Eileen. And we look forward to that. It's a great time, great time for the families to get together, so please join. Next Sunday, September 26th, we are having our friends and family service, one of the things we look forward to. So this is your opportunity. Invite your friends and your family to come and feel and enjoy the experience of love of our spiritual community in person and unite. I'm telling you, once you get here, you do not, once you go unity, you do not go back. <laughs> All right. So, one of my favorite things, I've been looking forward to this one, pet adoption. That's going to be sat Saturday, October 9th, 12 to 4 p.m., and it is on our calendar of events on the unityfh.com calendar of events, and one of the websites that I can remember, I'm going to ask Eileen the other ones, is oaklandmoms.com. Eventbrite. Eventbrite and patch so please check that out there are a lot of pets that still need love and it will be on our facebook page soon volunteers are needed for the youth ministry the tech team the community outreach and for platform assistance like i said before i will i am willing to share that includes everybody and we also need and we don't need, excuse me. We are also welcoming new folks for our transportation assistance, okay? Um, you can sign up to be a volunteer on our website, unityfh.com, to help with transportation assistance. Please email our lovely Reverend Kelly, senior minister at unityfh.com. She'll look forward to your call. For more information regarding our activities, classes, groups, and events, Go to unityfh.com. You can also access our Veterans Outreach Resource page 
and our next door community page on our website. To sign up for our email blast, fill out the form on the bottom of our homepage, same website. To become a member of our church or to renew, renew your membership this year, please fill out the membership form under About Us on our homepage. To schedule appointment, a confidential talk with Reverend Kelly, or if you need prayer, please email Reverend Kelly at seniorminister at unityfh.com or call her. It says call me, but don't call me. Call <laughs> Reverend Kelly at 248-737-9191. Her office hours are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. She's always welcoming your call. I've used that number quite a bit myself. Prayer request may be placed in the prayer box right outside the sanctuary or emailed to our prayer chaplains at unityfh.com, which are also sent to Silent Unity to be held in vigil for another 30 days. This is very powerful, guys. Please use it. It's a great service to hold the church yourselves and your loved ones up in light. Our prayer chaplains, Roxanne Berry and Eileen Lindbergh, are always supporting the congregation. We thank them for their support and their sacred service to our spiritual community. This concludes our announcements for today. And now we listen to our music team bring in and sing Surely the Presence. Let us open our hearts and mind to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer. Thank you for being such a loving group. today, Sunday, September 19th, 2021, is free. Living from my divine nature frees me. I'm going to say that again. Living from my divine nature frees me. And the message reads, 
Sometimes I feel limited when I don't think I have enough time, money, space, education, or experience. These thoughts can occupy so much space in my mind that I begin to think limitation is the truth of my life. The greater truth is that I am free and unlimited in spirit. Alive in God, I am free to express all the love, wisdom, and strength of the divine as only I can. What joy and liberation <clears throat> it is to know that nothing can separate me from my true spiritual nature. If I believe any circumstance in my life or any, path, any of my past actions obstruct or delay my progress, I now release that belief. Embracing and living from the divine presence, the Christ in me, I claim freedom from all limitation. Scripture for today comes from Acts 17, 28. In him we live and move and have our being. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep breath. And just allow your attention to float down into the center of your chest, which is your heart center. Tuning in to the presence of God that is there. knowing that you are one with God. You are free in spirit. You are infinite in presence. And you are absolute good, just as our one power and one presence that is active in our lives, co-creating our lives with us, is absolute good as well. Because we are one with that power and that presence, we are one with everything that our soul is seeking to express, to manifest in our life. In this now moment, this divine now moment, we embrace the knowing that we are free in spirit. We release the human part of ourselves and the attachments to the outside world. And we grasp onto the presence of God within. Open our minds and hearts for today's word. And feel the gratitude of love and joy as our heart praises what we receive and shows us how to live it in this world. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. <clears throat> And now, let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now we'll also affirm our U of H growth affirmation together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, 
and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me, and trust me, it's working. We're going to have our first special song now. Okay, this is, uh, this is a song really about life's journey and also uh, about the fact that um, no matter what goes on in our lives, you know, we have our peaks and our valleys, um, but it's always for a purpose and it's always a uh, God-driven purpose. And uh, I think that's what this song is really relating, that uh, stick with it and, um, and love every day. The day my father started leading me home He said there's gonna be some mountains to climb And some valleys we're gonna go through But I had no way of knowing Just how hard this journey could be Cause the valleys are deeper And the mountains are steeper Than I ever would have dreamed Just a long way home I got some rocks in my shoes Feels I wish I could lose That makes the mountains so hard to climb And my heart gets so heavy With the weight of the world sometimes There's a bag of regrets My should've been's and not yet I keep on dragging around And I can hardly wait For the day I get to lay it all down And I know that day is coming And I know it's gonna be here soon And I won't turn back Even if the whole world says I'm going the wrong way it's just a long way home When we can't take another step The Father will pick us up And carry us in His arms And even on the best days He says to remember we're not home yet So don't get too comfortable Really are, we are, we're just pilgrims passing through. Yeah, 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 well I know we're gonna make it, and I know we're gonna get there soon, so I keep on. Believe in what all of my 
my song say Cause our God has made a promise And I know that everything He says is true And I know wherever we go He will never leave us Cause He's gonna lead us oh, 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 oh. Every single step Thank you. Can we give them another hand? Uh, okay. Balance in the mic. Okay. I'm going to have to put it over here because it might fall. I've had my shares of breaking mics. Okay. Good morning again. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Today is an awesome day. Amen. I am, um, I am moved and excited about, I guess, about everything today. I, I don't know why I'm so feeling so excited. I guess I'm always feeling excited when I get up here. Most of all, I'm usually nervous, but then I'm really excited too. So, um, so what did the zero, the number zero, say to the number eight? Nice belt. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Ladwig gave that to me a while ago, and I thought that was cute. I'm like, how can I say that funny? Because without laughing, so I had to practice that over and over again. And I did it. <laughs> I can just imagine comedians when they have their funniest piece trying to get through it without laughing. I was trying to tell um, Howard something the other day, and I just I couldn't get through it. I kept laughing through it. I kept laughing through it. My girlfriend was, she used to have a, um, she was from Detroit, but she had a southern, uh, what do you call it, southern drawl. She had a southern accent, right? And she, and she was saying something, I can't say it right now, but she was saying something funny and I couldn't get through it. So I did it this time. Yay. <laughs> so we are still going through the Sermon on the Mount, which to me is the most powerful sermon ever preached by the most powerful preacher who ever preached, and that was Jesus the Christ. And y'all can't creep in here. Hey, Charmaine and Angela. <laughs> Hi, Rob. <laughs> They're creeping in. <laughs> I'll put the spotlight on you, one. <laughs> and they bought a new house recently in Ann Arbor, too. I'm, congratulations for that. 
But anyway, so we've gone through the Sermon on the Mount. We've already gone through the Beatitudes part of it. And actually, the Sermon on the Mount is through chapters 5, 6, and 11, 5, 6, and 11, 5, 6, and 7 in Matthews. And I love how Jesus is so powerful as a speaker that he builds upon himself. So the Beatitudes, so the, the Sermon on the Mount gives us basically Jesus' ministry summed up in a nutshell. And he starts off by preparing our consciousness with the Beatitudes, giving us the states of being that we're meant to be in, in order to walk in, as a follower of Jesus. Because in unity we believe, and I guess most, most Christian religions believe that Jesus is their way shower. I believe Jesus is my, is my big brother. But the Beatitudes tell us how to be in our human state in order to express our spiritual existence. Does that make sense? So when you're in a space of grieving and mourning, and God, it says that God blesses you and with comforting, and the comforting actually comes going to a spiritual understanding of what's going on when you detach from the circumstances because really what's going on in our mind is we're choosing to feel a certain way. It's not the circumstance that matters. It's not the person passing away. That's the, that's the situation. It's how we're experiencing it. That's the situation. So Jesus is telling us in our human experiences how to stand up and tap into the Christ inside of ourselves and move into the blessing of who you are as a child of God. Amen? So then we went through those moments when you do start to walk regularly in God's way, in God's purpose, and you live your life according to how you're called, how you will have times where you're persecuted. I love that Jesus prepares us for that. There will, there will be times where you're criticized, where you're condemned, where you're judged. The most powerful thing is you're convicting other people and they don't like it. They don't like how you're being an example of how we're meant to live and they're not. They're not. But this is the kicker. This is the biggest kicker. We don't like it either when we're behaving in a way that we know we're supposed to be behaving and inside of our minds, like, you know you could be doing better than that. You know you could be doing better than that. So Jesus in these scriptures is not talking about the outside world. Jesus is talking about your life inside of you, the inner man inside of you. And so we move past that, and now we're going to go down to uh, last week we talked about Living according to the law, but the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. And he told us to be more righteous than the prophecies and the teachers of the law in order to move in the kingdom of heaven. Now, what I call that is kingdom living, is living from the inside out, is living from the consciousness of the kingdom of heavens, which is different expressions and different levels of heaven, which is spiritual expression. So we learned how to live according to the law, but the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Today, we're going to talk about transforming the inner world. That's the title of my talk, transforming the inner world. And the scriptures we're going to use today come from Matthews chapter 5, verse 21 through 26. And like I always, well, I don't always say it. I'm going to start always saying it. You can bring your Bible so you can read along with me because it may not always be able to be put up on the screen. Sometimes technology acts goofy. So this is teaching about anger. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 through 26. I'm going to read through it, and then we're going to dive into it. You have heard that our ancestors have told, that our, you have heard that our ancestors were told, you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. 
But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject of judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. How many times do we uh, give a bird when somebody to cuts us off or something like that? It ain't a happy bird that we're giving in that moment. It's an angry bird. Isn't there a game called Angry Birds? <laughs> I think it came from flipping the bird. <laughs> so if you are presenting, it says that, and if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. And then verse 23, if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you. Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Now, there's a reason for that also. And then verse 25, when you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you will be thrown into prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. God, I thank you for blessing this message, for blessing me. As we prayed earlier, I affirm right now that the human has decreased in me, that the spirit may come forth. Thank you, God. Amen. So first of all, I love how Jesus keeps talking about the Old Testament laws and teachings from the prophets. Because back every and still now with orthodox judaism everything is so strict and rigid and according to the law and he said in the last week we read we, we uh, read that he said he didn't come to destroy the law and the teachings of the prophet he came to accomplish them he came to bring us to the consciousness of living according to the spirit of the law not the letter i got a curl right here that's bothering me i'm sorry it's like a bug buzzing in your face and so here he's talking about the most powerful command. What, I'm funny? <laughs> I am funny. I'm telling you, it's in my face. Oh, got to go this way? Okay. Now I look goofy. Now I look goofy. Better? I need a mirror up here. Put a mirror right there where I can see. <laughs> Thank you. I need a fashion police. Yeah. My mama would come, baby, let me, let me just fix that. In the middle of everything, baby, let me just fix that for you. Like, mama, I'm thinking, I know, but you look silly. Yep. <laughs> she would have done that. So thank you for being my mama today. She's in here. I'm on camp looking goofy. Yeah. Anything in my teeth? No, I'm just kidding. Because when I read this piece, the, the Ten Commandments, the, out of the Ten Commandments, the one that Jesus ch chose was the first one ever committed, which was murder, when Cain killed his, his brother, Abel. And that, was the, and, it, and that was the sin that was committed against man, because the first real sin that was committed was this, the sin that was committed against God, which was using your five physical senses to put this human world in front of the spiritual world. When they started looking at the fruit and all of the characteristics of the fruit and, and realizing, ooh, this looks good and it seems good and it's appealing to the eyes and really, am I going to be, uh, am I really going to um, not know what God knows? Like going into the, the, the ego and then they ate of that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Duality 
is a sin against God because what you're doing is you're putting the world before God. You're toppling the fence because you're fully spirit and you're fully human. But in your fully spirit, you're living a human existence. And that's duality. We're here to be spiritual beings, living and governed by spiritual law, having a spiritual expression in this human world. So he talks about murder here, and he's telling us because the laws were being used against each other. The prophet, the Pharisees were using law against each other. They, were, they did the law, and they did their things, but they said, you know what? If you, if you, didn't, if you thought about angry, I mean, uh, thought about murder and you didn't do it, then you're fine. But Jesus is saying that I want you to go away from the letter of the law. I want you to go away from conforming to outside law, out, out in an outward expression. Because greater is he that is within thee than he that is within the world. There is a scripture in 1 Samuel 16, 7 that says, let me move to it. It says that, The Lord doesn't see things the way we see them. People judge from outward appearances. So if you think you don't break the, spirit, the laws, the Ten Commandments, and all of the teachings of the prophets, you think you're in the good, you're in the, in the right, in the zone, and you're still going to heaven, quote-unquote, in, in Judaism. And he's saying, God is saying that people judge out by outward appearance. The Lord judges by the heart. Jesus came to give us the heart of the situation to give us the heart of the law, to teach us how to live according to the heart of the law. To te- because the kicker is, you can be acting a certain way, but inside of you, you could be d- darkest all day. You could be living like you're, like in church, praise the Lord and, ha- and hallelujah, and celebrating each other and acting really loving, and then you get outside and you, like I said, flip the bird to somebody who cuts you off or something like that. And people do that. It's easier to be... Uh, Act as if you're a child of God when you're around people who are in this consciousness where there's a teaching of the child of God instead, instead of when you get outside, in the outside world. But if your heart is right with God, if your heart is right with God, it won't matter where you are, you will always live in alignment of God. So Jesus goes deeper than that and says that it's not that if you murder someone. He says even if you're angry, even if you're angry, because that which is in your heart that will motivate you to kill, whether you act on it or not, is still in your heart. It's still in your heart creating a separation or a feeling of distraction from God. And that feeling of distraction, even if you don't act on it, is still a sin because you're out of alignment with how you were created to be. And when things are out of alignment, issues start to happen within you. God is saying this through Jesus, not for the other person. God is saying this through Jesus for you. Anger is an energy that creates like a fire inside of you. You ever heard of arthritis or any other illness that has an itis at the end of it? It's, it's a fire energy. It's an emotion inside of you. It's triggered by an emotion inside of you that is a fire-based emotion. That comes from anger, resentment, critical thinking, judgment. And the kicker is we put these expectations on the world, on how the world is supposed to be towards us. 
and how we're supposed to be towards us. And the moment the world acts differently towards us, we judge them. We criticize them. We go into self-righteousness, and we're, create, we're called to come from a place of love. That means we got to always be mindful of what's going on inside of us. Because even if you don't act out, the energy is still in your heart, creating a distraction from God. And this is the kicker. This is the kicker. There's a scripture that says, do not go to sleep angry. Do not let the night fall with you being angry. Because what happens when you're sleeping is it drops down from the short-term memory into the long-term memory. And then now when something else happens like that, again, what the mind does is the mind, when you go through a situation or a circumstance and you're triggered, the mind takes a second to search through the subconscious to figure out a situation similar to that and how you, how you felt when that happened. And in that second or so, you, you have an opportunity to shift. But most of the time, we act default uh, uh, according to how we did in the past. And we start feeling a certain way. And then the mind goes through a another second or so of searching in the subconscious on how we acted, what we said, how we responded. And in that time, we default. Act on it. God is saying through Jesus that if you shift that inside of you, always pay attention to how you're acting. Always pay attention to what's going on. God even told Cain before he killed his brother, he said, your heart is, 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 is filled with sin. You're tempted. And you're tempted to act out because you know. Let me read the scripture. Let me read the scripture because... Ain't nothing like reading it from the, from the actual Bible. Now, he, Cain is mad at his brother because his brother's being favored by doing his, his sacrifices. He's given the first and everything and the best and the good. Cain is just taking what he wants to give God. How many times do we do that? And then we get mad at somebody else who's getting blessed and favored because they're going according to law, and we're not. We want them out of our way. We don't want to see that because we want to act in our human nature. It's easier to act in the human nature. It's easier to act out than it is to control your own mind. And he's saying, why are you so angry? Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. He says sin is crouching at the door, and he meant in your subconscious mind, in your heart. He says eager to control you. You must subdue it and be its master. So I, I admit to you, as Jesus says, that even if you're angry, you're letting that anger take control over you. You've let your mind start taking control over your body because your body is feeling the anger. It's triggered by the control and it's triggered by your mind. Your mind is spiritual. In divine order, which is the power for September, you have divine mind, divine idea, divine expression. In the mind of man, it's just similar, but is idea is mind, our mind being in alignment with God, our thoughts being in alignment with divine idea, and our expression being in alignment with divine expression, which is the Holy Spirit. But when you become angry, you let your mind be in alignment with the person's actions. You let your ideas be in alignment with what the heck do you think you're doing? It's nothing connected to divine idea, that we are oneness and love and children of God, and that there's nothing inside of us. There's nothing inside of us. Let me say it again. There's nothing inside of us that gives us authority to judge another person. Because you're judging God in that person. They may not be acting in love as they were created to be, but they're still a child of God. And when we judge another person, even when you judge yourself, you're creating blasphemy. 
because you're going against the grain of who you're created to be. No matter what your behavior or somebody else's behavior, we're created to love. We're created to be one in our consciousness with God. And if you say something bad, if you call a person an idiot, if you curse a person, you are going against that. And you're using the power of your own energy inside of you to convict, to put it out there at that person. This is the kicker. It says you will be judged too because you are the vibration that is the darkness that's sending it out there. So your very spirit is judging you. Your very spirit is judging someone else, which is one with you. So you're judging yourself too. And you're judging God. Because God knows what God's doing with that person. Who are we to condemn or critic, uh, or criticize or uh, have a self-righteous that I'm doing better than that person? You're doing different than that person because you're in a different level of consciousness. But nobody is better than another person. The prophecies felt that the uh, Pharisees felt that they were better because they were going according to the letter of the law. And the reason why they would tell other people it's okay if you don't commit murder, it's okay. It's because in their own minds they were committing murder by the way they're thinking. You know the power of imagination is still killing someone's soul? Even your own? The power of imagination. If you think something ill of another person, you have committed it in your mind. Because in divine order, it starts in the mind. Everything that's created starts in the mind. If you curse somebody in your mind or think bad of somebody in your mind or think bad about yourself in your mind or think bad of God in your mind, why would God let this happen to me? God did not let anything happen to you. You have free will and you chose to think a certain way that made you the vibration that drew the uh, thing to you. You activated the law of vibration and it activated the law of attraction and you drew it to you. We don't realize it. It's important to go inside and transform the inner world and start living from the inner world. You got to be mindful every single day of what's going on inside of you. Every single minute. It's not easy. But it's vital. That's what kingdom living is. He also goes on to say that if you're presenting an, a sacrifice, you know, they presented altar, uh, sacrifices um, to the altar. The sacrifice supposedly took on the sin that you committed, and then it was sacrificed, and supposedly you're cleansed. That's why Jesus is called the Lamb of God, because supposedly Jesus took on our sins, and as Jesus died on the cross, our sins were absolved, our sins were cleansed. The truth is, Jesus showed us how to cleanse our own sins by distracting yourself and and, and crucifying your attachment to the physical world and resurrecting to the new idea of who you are in spirit. He came to show us how to do it. He did it in a physical way because that's all they were connected to in that, in that realm, in that state of consciousness. But we are to do it in a spiritual way. We're to detach ourselves from anything outside of ourselves that's not loving, and we're to re resurrect ourselves in a higher vibration of that which is loving. Any thought that you can... Uh, Call out something that is an unloving thought or an unloving emotion. Jealousy. Jealousy, there's a, a word, you can change it to oneness. You can change it to different. You can change it to acceptance. You can change it to abundance. Jealousy means that you're upset at somebody else for getting something you think that you can't have because there's a limited world and, and they're getting it and you're not getting it. Jealousy, you can shift that to love. You can shift that to acceptance. You can, you can accept that you are worthy of it as well. Any of those, give me another low vibration emotion. 
Resentment. You can change that to forgiveness. Resentment comes from judging another person because they didn't behave the way you thought they were supposed to behave. So you step into accepting that their behavior is their behavior and I don't have to judge it. So I go into forgiveness and acceptance. I accept the situation just as it is. It is what it is. And I forgive them. This is the kicker. You ain't forgiving them. You're forgiving you. You are giving yourself love for the expectation you put on the other person. That's what forgiveness means. You give yourself love for the expectation you put on the other person. We put so many expectations on how people are supposed to be, act, say, be, do, and feel according to us. Somebody can do something that's real loving to you, and then they may say something to hurt your feelings. We get our feelings hurt. We choose it because we keep wanting them to be, do, keep on doing the loving stuff they was doing instead of accepting the person as they are. It is our choice. It is our authority. It is our responsibility to take control of our own mind. So if you find that you have something against someone or someone has something against you and you're putting your, your sacrifice at the altar, what that means is before you even go to pray, before you even go to pray, the altar is your consciousness with God when you bow down your mind, your soul, your spirit to pray. If there's any part of you that has something that's out of alignment with somebody, whether they're, whether they're upset at you or you're upset at them, you ask for forgiveness first. That's why in the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive those. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those. I'll say that again. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those. So before you bow down to pray, before you start to do anything, anything sacred, before you do anything that is in alignment with the consciousness with God, clear your mind first. Because when they will go to the altar, they will go to the altar to honor oneness. They will go to the altar, altar, altar for communion. Communion means coming into oneness with God, coming into union with God. But if you have something against someone else or someone has something against you, you are not in union. Put that altar down as a, what is that word? Um, there was a word that I had, collateral. Keep it there. Go do what you need to do, and it come right there where you stop. It'll come to your mind who, you're, who you have an issue against, and you pick it up, and then you give it with a clean heart to God. Is your heart clean today in the inner world? Not the actions that you're doing that you're supposed to be doing, that you're expected to be doing. Inside of your mind, are you clean? Are you in alignment with God? Is there someone you're upset at? Is there someone who hurt, who hurt your feelings when really you chose to respond that way in your emotions? If that is the case, it is important for you, it is important for me to shift that consciousness, accept the situation as it is without judgment. Forgive myself. Give myself love for the expectation that I, that I gave. And then step into alignment with God. Now I can pray because now I'm truly one with God. That's why we take a deep breath to center ourselves. If you go to take a deep breath and you realize you're not centered with someone else, ask for forgiveness first. And then take a deep breath and center yourself and pray. That way you're in true alignment and your prayer will be unobstructed. When you, put it, when you affirm and acclaim what it is. If you claim something, but you have something holding it back, you need to release it. And the other thing he says, when you're on your way to the court with your adversary, settle the differences quickly. Now, 
When someone has something against you, there were always these guards around. You could, you, can, you could actually track that person down and drag them into court. And if they resist, you can ask one of the guards to help you take them to court and throw them in jail until, they're, until they pay everything they're meant to pay. That was back in the day, in the Jewish time. But in our mind, it's the same thing. We have a hard time forgiving because we think it's condoning the person's actions. And we have a hard time asking for forgiveness as well because it's hard to humble ourselves. But when you don't ask for forgiveness, you still have a debt against you. And even if someone doesn't ask you for forgiveness and you don't forgive them, you still have a debt against them. In your heart, clear it away before it causes an illness, before it causes anything. Because you know how interest is added on a loan that isn't paid? Well, the vibration increases every time you think about it. And as it comes down from the human, from the mind, the thought, into an emotion, the emotion, and it keeps on going, the emotion affects your body, affects the organs of your body. It can cause illness inside of you. Nowadays, when people are diagnosed with cancer, a lot of the doctors tell them to go to therapy for forgiveness because unforgiveness can cause cancer. Jesus says, your ancestors were taught this. When you're doing the letter of the law, I want you to go past that, the outer expression. I want you to go inside and be a more powerful expression from the inside. I want you to step into the Christ that you are. I don't want you to just act as if you know it. I want you to know it inside of your heart to the point that you clear your heart. And then I want you to be that expression to the point that when you're acting that way outward, there's a light around you. There's a light around your actions, and people know you're not being hypocritic. Did I say that right? Being a hypocrite. You ever had somebody try to be nice, and you can tell they weren't real? I'm just asking. Someone comes up, you go to their cash for it, hi, how you doing? Have a good day. How can I help you? Is there anything else that you need? When you're on the phone, is there anything else that you need? It's like, no, not now. Because you don't want their help in that way. You don't want that energy on you. But how many times do we do the same? So clear your anger quickly. Do not let the sun go down with the anger in your heart because when the anger is in your heart, which is your subconscious mind, it will drop down into your long-term memory and then it will be harder to clear. Every single day, be mindful of transforming the inner man, which is your inner world, that your outer world will glow even more powerfully in your ways of being, in your ways of seeing, in your ways of speaking, and in your ways of acting. Anytime you feel led to critique someone else, look at yourself first. Because if you see it, you be it. Because what do they say? You have the eyes to see? You can have the eyes to see the darkness. When you're criticizing someone, you got the eyes to see. But you got the eyes to see because you it too. I'm just saying. I allow God to transform my mind. Together, I allow God to transform my mind. We'll say it again. I allow God to transform my mind. What in the... 
Let's do it another time. Y'all do that on purpose so I can say something. Let's do, let's do it another time. If you know it, together, I allow God to transform my mind. And I know I'm being silly with you, but you got to have authority in your mind and, and your voice. If there's something that's, uh, 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 that weakness will cause a weakness manifestation. That's just the truth because you're putting it out there that you don't believe it and it'll act like you don't believe it. God will transform your mind if you turn it over to God. Turn your heart over to God. Ask God to search every, actually, the God don't need to search it. Ask God to bring forth every part inside of you that needs to be transformed. Wherever you have resentment, criticism, judgment, self-condemnation, self-righteousness, anything outside of God, let God clear your heart. Let God clear the inner you. Let God clear your world because that is the only way you can move forward in the consciousness of the Spirit of the law and next week we're going to build even on that but I want you to let through this week be mindful of your thoughts if anybody makes you angry look inside and just forgive don't ask why just let God do it that's what faith comes from faith comes from doing it without asking why how when or what just do it because you know it's the truth follow the law and to know the law will follow you amen amen amen, amen. that's it Now we'll have our second song and then the love offering. Another day, another fight It always feels like an uphill climb Another step, another mile The story of your life It's harder than you ever thought And it cost everything you got When your back's against the wall And you feel like giving up This is only a mountain You don't have to find your way around it Tell it to move Let your fear control it Tell it to move, it'll move Tell it to fall, it'll fall You gotta find a second wind It's not as high as you think it is Don't give up and don't you quit You gotta climb before you win, yeah And I know it looks big And I know you feel small But just a little bit of faith can change it all It 
looks big Even when you feel small Just a little bit of faith can change it all This is only a mountain You don't have to find your way around it Tell it to move, it'll move Tell it to fall, it'll fall, yeah This is only a moment You don't have to let your fear control it Tell it to move, it'll move Tell it to fall, it'll fall It's only a mountain It's only a mountain Only a mountain It's only a mic off. It's only a mountain, yeah. Loud and clear. Thank you, Dennis. Let's prepare for our love offering blessing. So just. To bring to mind what you feel led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills as a donation. Take a deep breath. Center in the prosperity of who you are. And let us affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And for those of you who are giving online, you can go to Unity of Farmington Hills. Click on the donate button. And you can give through PayPal, through credit card, or through your debit card. Remember when you make your purchases, use smile.amazon.com. I've been doing that a lot, and proceeds are going to Unity of Farmington Hills, so link it up. And then also, if you want to send in a check, it's hard to talk loud on this, but this is a, if you want to send in a check, send it to Unity of Farmington Hills, Farmington Hills, Michigan, uh, 4833. Let's say it together. Four. <laughs> I love that. And if you want to give to the angel fund, when you go to make your donation, you've got to come out again and go back in and then click down where it says angel fund. We are able to give funds to people in our church who are in financial need, and we have been doing it. So thank you all for the donations that you've been given, and thank you for the ideas. It came for two of the guys in the men's club. Thank you for that idea. Um, let's stand up so we can do our closing prayer, our virtual prayer circle. Bring to mind someone who you know may need prayer, even if it's yourself. Let's gently close our eyes and bring that person to mind. Call their names out, and as you call them out, I will pray. James Cole, Jada, Ashley, Dion, Kelly, Howard. God, as you hear these names come out, you are the very vibration of the name that is being spoken out into this virtual prayer circle. So because we know you are the very vibration of the name being spoken out, we know that you are moving and breathing and having your being in their consciousness, in their life, and in their circumstances. So we put them on an altar, meaning that we let go, knowing that you are perfecting what concerns us regarding that person, and you're perfecting what concerns that person in their life, whichever way you see fit. We know it will happen in divine timing, in divine order, and according to your divine will. So we thank you, God 
Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us pray our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, Hey God. And now we're going to put, sing our prayer, our peace song. Thank you all for tuning in and have a beautiful, beautiful day. I'll see you outside.